When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call our Tuesday edition The Game Plan. We have a lot to get to. Tons of post-game reaction from the Sooners advancing to the Super Regional and responding after their 41-game winning streak came to an end. But Sooners showed some resolve, bounced back, won a Game 7, and are moving on to the Super Regionals this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against Northwestern right here in Norman. We've got start times. Ticket information, you'll hear from Gray Screen, Sid Romero, G. Juarez, and Patty Gasso, all coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. But right now, the Big 12 Baseball Tournament is set, and it too is right in our backyard. Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark will host the Sooners and seven other Big 12 teams as the baseball soiree gets underway on Wednesday morning. But no breakfast at the Brick for the Sooners. Oklahoma will play on Wednesday afternoon at 4 o'clock against the number 2 seed Baylor Bears. And joining us right now to kick off the podcast is the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. T. Rowe, after what I guess was a long Friday but kind of an odd weekend for you with having Saturday and Sunday off, kind of take me through your thoughts on the draw and how you feel about the Sooners going forward in the Big 12 championship. Um, I think they did what they had to do in Austin. They, they had to win at least two of three, and they took care of business. I feel like the bats are in a good spot, as good of a spot as they've been in a while. 
kind of starting with that finale against Oklahoma State and, and going through that Texas series, they're swinging the bat right now aggressively with authority as well as they've swung it in a while. So that's good. That's all positive. I think they're going to get Cade Cavalli back, and probably he will start the opener on Wednesday. I'd be surprised if that's not the case. I, I think if that's not the case, that means he must be still not feeling 100%. But I, I think he's going to start the opener, and last time we saw him, he looked really good. So there's a lot to uh, be positive about. I don't think they're in the tournament yet. I, I think they've got work to do this week. I think they're maybe more on the bubble than any team in America. I mean, you look at the projections, and they're either right, very edge in or out. So they need to have a good week to leave a good taste in the mouths of the NCAA selection committee. I think they need two wins, and they're probably in. I've been saying 35 wins forever. They're at 33 right now. So I think if they win two wins, if they win two games, they're in. But you know how this works. I mean, you can't. When you're in the position they're in, you can't have a bunch of bubble stealers out there. You can't have teams that are long shots winning conference tournaments and stealing spots. So, you know, the best-case scenario is just go win the win the tournament and you take all the drama out of this. Um, but my hunch is if they win two, they're in. If they if less than that, they're probably not going to make it. But I'm just guessing. Well, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. The Big 12 tournament would set up to be a potential potential I don't know if the the word would be strength but with the depth they have pitching wise I don't know Toby maybe I need to dig a little deeper but in quality starts from about one through five I mean they've they feel like that this is a team that if they can get past the second or third day they've got some guys that can right that can help them win a potential title that's the key I think they have as much pitching depth as any team in this conference that doesn't help you though until you get deep in the tournament. Right. You know, I mean, it's great to have it's great to have solid one and two starters and they do, but so does everybody. Everybody's front two guys at least are high quality. It's when you get to games 3 and 4 and 5 which you could play in this event that you start to really see the depth of a pitching staff show up. And um, so I mean, yeah, I think that's an advantage for them going into this their their pitching and their defense is what they have leaned on all year and so this is the most important week of the season i would expect that to be the storyline again and um and then they've got to take advantage of situations to score runs when they have opportunities so we'll see it's always interesting to me today tuesday we should find out pitching matchups for game one for all of the games and that's always interesting to see how head coaches decide to use their aces. You know, am I, are they rolling them out in game one? Are they saving them for game two? Do they feel like they're already in the tournament, so they want to keep them on normal rest and not rush them back? So we'll, we'll find out today who everybody's going to throw in their openers, and that'll kind of tell us a little bit about their strategy, I think. So again, 4 o'clock, Wednesday afternoon, Toby will be on the air with a 3.30 pregame. You can find all the stations that cover Sooner Baseball on Soonersports.com slash radio. And you can get tickets on the Big 12 website. Go to Big12Sports.com. And I, I love the Big 12 Baseball Tournament. It's one of the best events of the year. And I think I saw something today where it's the 10th time that we will be doing this in Oklahoma City. So 
Now, kudos to everyone who has helped make it possible to have this event here in Oklahoma City. And as it continues to grow and as it continues to get uh, even bigger and bigger, it's going to be fun for years to come. And we'll see what the Sooners can do against Baylor and then a potential Bedlam matchup waiting if they can win game one. All right, let's quickly segue to softball. And it wasn't necessarily the day that I think many anticipated. Some thought on Sunday the Sooners would just roll to yet another regional championship, but ah, the Wisconsin Badgers had other ideas where, I mean, let's face it, they just put together a very solid performance and in what kind of typified the college softball world on Sunday, we had ourselves a Game 7 here in Norman. Now, again, for those that are, are new to softball, there are seven potential scheduled games in every single regional. So if you go to a – usually the favorite will win three games and you'll, you'll just move on, so you'll play basically six. But when you go to a seventh game, I always call it the if-necessary game, that means that uh, there's been some stress. And let me tell you, there was some stress on Sunday for Oklahoma, but there was all across college softball. You had eight – Game sevens, you had one host team eliminated as Michigan was knocked out. James Madison moves on to the Super Regionals. UCLA was pushed to a seventh game. Ole Miss, Texas all had to rally to get to a seventh game. Tennessee was beaten in its first game on Sunday and had to play a second game. So obviously a very unique and challenging day in the sport of softball. But in the end, the team we care about the most, the Sooners, overcame the 2-1 loss in Game 1 on Sunday to win Game 2 slash Game 7 and eliminate the Wisconsin Badgers. All right, uh, I'm going to do something different just because I spend so much time around this team and I, I hopefully can give you some unique perspective. Instead of just plopping out the whole pod, uh, the, the whole interview unkind of edited, just I, I wanted to kind of give some thoughts. So... Before we get to Grace Green and G. Juarez and then some stuff uh, from Patty Gasso, I wanted to slide in our post-game radio interview. Now, you're going to get a lot of coach here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, but uh, and forgive the music on the front of this, man. They, uh, our, our buddy, Will Warner, was busting it back in the franchise studios. He had to basically run through two different studios. There's a, a little music in the front of this, but we started our radio post-game on Sunday after knocking off Wisconsin by talking about G. Juarez, or talking to G. Juarez, and just having her take us through the challenges and kind of what she went through in the circle and the challenges she faced in really overcoming some uh, hot conditions, maybe not having her best stuff, but still getting the win. Um, it was just all about fighting for each other and with each other and getting the job done. You guys face some adversity, being pushed to a game seven. What was your mindset out there in the circle? Um, just a fight with every pitch, pitch by pitch. It's like trusting my defense, trusting our hitters, knowing that they're going to get the job done. Congrats. How excited are you for the Super Regionals? Very excited because I'm excited to see what this team can keep doing. Good luck and great job. Thank you. All right, so from G. Juarez, we'll talk to head coach Patty Gasso, who relieved, exhale. Uh, kind of take me through your emotions right now, coach. I'm proud of this group. We, in a weird way, we needed that. We needed to see a gritty team step forward and decide that they weren't going to end their season. So to have our backs against the wall, the way we did, um, it was it was tough, but I was proud of these guys, and I can't say enough about Wisconsin. Man, they 
pitching staff was phenomenal. Uh, defense was great. They, they're a good team that came here to fight. They made us better. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of crazy across all college football, tons of game sevens, and you said it. How does this help your team? How does it make them better in the long haul? Anytime you feel like you've got your back against the wall and knowing that your season could be over, um, it just really shows character. So because we face that, I think it's going to help us moving forward. We, we needed to feel our backs against the ropes because we haven't been there for a while. Well, they responded well, Coach, and we just want Baba G wore us today. That was pretty special, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, she, um, I think she, she could tell you she wasn't at her best, but at the same time, it was a great performance, and being able to use all three pitchers was important today. So from Coach Gasso to, I mean, let's face it, the hottest hitting sooner on Sunday, Oklahoma had five hits in their first game on Sunday against Wisconsin. Sid Romero had three of them, uh, and she played very well defensively, hit the ball hard in game two, and she was the guest of the ESPN broadcast crew after the game and talked about just overcoming adversity and maintaining that championship mindset. You know, us as seniors, we knew it was all or nothing. So um, we literally had a talk with the whole team, and we were just like, guys, this is it. Like, let's go out there with no regrets, and let's leave it all out on the field. You don't want to leave here you know, and second-guessing or hoping you wish you wish you did something different. So we were, it was just like an all-or-nothing game. And those five seniors that you've got on this team, you know what it feels like to not come away with the win. What's the message as you head into Super Regionals? Um, honestly, we can't get complacent. Um, we have to carry our momentum and just fight. Um, this team loves to fight and compete, so we have to keep fighting. What were you thinking in that first game on the first pitch from men's? A big, huge home run. What were you thinking in that at bat? Honestly, I was thinking first pitch, I'm going for it. Sometimes you just got to go for it. <laughs> well, it was a big one. A huge home run. Thank you. Gives you the win. A great performance by Oklahoma to advance to the Super Regional. And then the pop fly. Did you expect her to go for that catch, knowing there was a runner on third base? Um, I wasn't, but... I mean, it scored us the run, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yes. And then how about G. Juarez coming over from Arizona State? And she uh, threw 19 innings this weekend, 32 strikeouts. Yeah, I'm pumped she's on my team. Um, she's legit, and she's so much fun to play behind. And I'm honestly just so proud of her. And uh, Coach Gasso told us uh, during the game she thought this was a character game and would be good for you perhaps losing earlier today. Uh, what do you think you lost or, or, or gained from what happened with the losing streak being over? Yeah, um, I think it just lights a fire in us. I think we needed that. And, um, you know, now that everyone can stop talking about this winning streak, um, <laughs> Now let's just go out and play. Just play and have fun. So the Sooners will move on to the Super Regionals where they will square off against Northwestern. If it sounds familiar, it should. Oklahoma played Northwestern earlier this season and dominated both games against them. Here's your start times on Friday. It's a 2 o'clock first pitch. That's 2 p.m. on Friday. If you're one of those people that doesn't sync things up with the radio, that's fine. I get it. I can handle it. But 2 o'clock first pitch, it will be on ESPNU. Then Saturday's 3 o'clock game, which will be the deciding game for one team or the other. will be a 3 o'clock first pitch on ESPN. And then the, if necessary, Sunday game will go down at 1 o'clock. But the Sooners aren't in this position without some big-time at-bats. And one of them provided by Grace Green. The freshman stepped to the plate in a 1-0 game. And, I mean, let's face it, Oklahoma needed a run. And in the top of the fourth inning... Grace Green delivered. 
afterwards, she talked with the media. She talked with the press about her approach and kind of the way the team went about the disappointment of game one and bouncing back in game two. Um, after the first game today, uh, just as hitters, uh, JT talked to us about just going and having fun. Um, even just as a team, not just as hitters, just going and having fun because we were pressing a little bit the first game, um, and that's that's what I did in the box. I just tried to go out there and have fun and take my hacks. Now you heard a little bit from G. Juarez, Joe Masado from the Daily from the Oklahoma NewsOK.com wrote a really cool article on Lindsey Elam. Now you, you go back to that second game on Sunday, the Sooners aren't ahead one zero without Elam's double off the wall which helped set up the first run of the game on a sack fly by Sid Romero. But it's more than just what Lindsey Elam is doing at the plate. It's what she's doing behind the plate. And I wanted you guys to hear what G. Warris had to say about how good the Chickasha product has been behind the plate for the Sooners. Oh, man, she is a rock behind the plate. Like, I have, I don't know, I lose words when I want to talk about her. Um, because she knows each individual pitcher, um, and I think that's something that is so special about her is because she knows what we need. She knows, like, the differences between all of us. Um, she knows when to call me down, when to call Mariah down and Shannon. Um, she's just been a rock, and to have that behind the plate makes us pitch with confidence because we know we have someone like that behind the plate. And that might go down as a forgotten play. It, it, it really might, but that double off the left field wall, or pardon me, I think it was off the right center field wall, uh, actually really kind of propelled things for the Sooners on Saturday, and granted, they only scored two runs, but Lindsey doesn't lead off that inning and put Oklahoma in a position to where they can get on the board early. We, we might be having a much different podcast conversation here today. And, you know, let me, let me gush real quick before we move on to Coach Gasso. You know, there's all kinds of attitude and personality in women's softball and, well, softball, you don't have to say women's, but in softball. And it's great. And it's good for the sport and fans eat it up. But Grace Green is the real deal. Uh, she cares about softball, and she cares about doing it the right way, and she respects the game. I want to tell you something. She might have struggled a bit this weekend before she got the uh, she got an RBI single on was against Wisconsin on Saturday, and then had the home run that really kind of gave the Sooners some breathing room on Sunday. But she's going to grind until she gets it right, and she respects the game. She's been really fun to get to know. She's got a great personality, and I say it a lot with Grace Green. But she is someone who, for the next three seasons, is going to absolutely put on a show at Marita Hines Field. She had never played first base before. She came in as a third baseman and had played some outfield. Coach Gasso, as she likes to do, you know, Shay Knighton came in as a second baseman. She'll put very athletic players at first, and I think Grace is going to grow and be an incredible first baseman and key cog for the Sooner team for years to come. And listen, G. Juarez was bragging about Lindsey Elam, so let me brag on G. Juarez real quick. I don't think she had her best stuff on Sunday at all. I mean, it took two bunts to beat the Sooners in that first game. So keep that in mind. The first hit that Wisconsin got against Oklahoma after, what do we have, almost 13 innings, 14 innings of no-hit ball, was a bunt single. I mean, that was it. And it took two squeeze plays that were the result of a wild pitch and a hit batter to put them in position to win game one. But, again, no excuses because G came out, Boaterneck, despite falling behind in a lot of counts on Sunday, in game two pulled out the win. So there was a lot of gutty efforts this weekend. But G. Juarez, without a doubt, came away as 
arguably one of the most impressive performers for the Sooners in this Norman Regional. So, Patty Gasso afterwards, you, you heard from Coach when we talked with her one-on-one. I picked out three cuts from her presser that I wanted to share with you quickly. And first of all, just her overall opening thought on, yeah, the, uh, the team moving on. I would tell you I'm really proud of this team. It was important for us to have our backs against the wall. Not that we planned it that way, but I think it worked out well for us because we've just been kind of flat. And when you have your back against the wall, it's a character builder. Either you're going to be there or you're not. You're going to be afraid to lose or you're going to play to win. They started playing to win. But I definitely need to give credit to a phenomenal pitcher who had us off balance for the last two games and she was gritty on the mound and their defense was good. I thought Wisconsin taught us a very valuable lesson on how to play free and how to play to win. So anybody that can teach us a lesson, we'll take it. We're humble enough to know that there's things we need to learn about the game. So we are also happy that we don't have to talk about this winning streak anymore and we can just go about playing. But having our backs against the wall, I think right now is probably the most valuable thing that's happened to us all season. And then, of course, if you follow this team, you hear a lot about the championship mindset. And, I mean, that obviously is ingrained in these players' mindset and kind of their approach. And it also it, it leads to their ability to have this resolve to where they weren't ready to be done, and Coach Gasso talked about it. Well, again, it's do you want to continue to play for what your dreams and goals are, or are we going to think about what just happened and let it happen again? So it was a quick turnaround where it was like, this team responds when we talk about character. And this was a character game. It's who are you going to be? How are we going to do it? Doesn't take one big hero. Just find ways to get on. Um, the dugout was alive. Everybody was alive. Defense played really well. Um, so I, they don't want to lose at home. This weekend didn't come without at least one, what I guess you could say was fairly controversial decision. First of all, we won't talk about the umpiring. I think we spend enough time on the broadcast and on social media, and, and I see you guys on message boards as well, too. I understand the frustration. It, it was it struggled, to say the least. But in the first game against Wisconsin on Sunday, Sooners ended up playing Wisconsin three times this weekend, but in the first game against Wisconsin on Sunday, Coach made the decision to move on from Mariah Lopez after four and two-thirds. Now, the Sooners were rolling. They were playing very well. But just at that point, kind of the decision was made, all right, let's let's get Shannon Sale in here to kind of close the door and move on. I, I said it on the broadcast. I'll reiterate it here. I was not surprised by it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, Mariah's pitch count was up to 81, not, not an incredibly massive number by any stretch of the imagination, but there had been a handful of, of counts that she had fallen behind. Uh, Wisconsin had hit her fairly hard, not a lot of base hits, but some hard hit line drives. And yeah, Shannon Sale has been impressive out of the pen all season long. But Coach Gasso explains the decision to move on from Mariah in that first game against Wisconsin and then kind of 
the mindset with going with Shannon and then eventually having to turn to Giselle? I felt like they were, Mariah threw really well. I thought she did a good job. They were starting to hit her a little bit, and um, I thought Shannon was going to be a good um, addition to come in. I think the one thing that kind of caught us was when she had four straight ball base on four wa four balls for base on ball that made us uncomfortable a little bit um, rethinking it but you want to close it with you know G who has been hot but she hasn't really been in closer roles so this was good for her as well to learn that we need these guys anytime any place any inning and it was a, a lesson that she learned, but it also made her determined to come out here and make it right. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? But still kind of crazy to think that Giselle Juarez throws two innings in relief uh, and then bounces back and starts and throws a seven-inning complete game gym against Wisconsin in game two. And oh, by the way, as, as we wrap up with some of our post-game press conference reaction, yeah, that 41 games win streak, it's over. But is that necessarily a bad thing? Coach Gasso gets into it. It's pretty incredible, really. Um, to say we haven't lost a game since February is almost unheard of. And it's not like we're playing soft competition. I mean, we're playing tough, ranked teams. So they know how to win, and that's that whole championship mindset. And the championship mindset came out the second game. So um, I'm proud of this group. And how they handled it and how they fought every day. And again, this is going to be a fun journey for this team. So the Sooners will head to the Super Regionals for the 10th straight season, sitting at 52-3 and overall on the season and two wins away from a fourth straight trip to the Women's College World Series. Hey, depending on when you download this, you, you better get online ASAP because at Soonersports.com, tickets will go on sale at 10 a.m. That's at 10 a.m. Tuesday morning. Tickets will go on sale. Log on to Soonersports.com slash tickets for more information. And again, Friday at 2, Saturday at 3, Sunday at 1 o'clock, and we'll have all the action for you on the home of Sooner Softball, AM 1560 the franchise too. So Oklahoma baseball moving on. We'll be able to recap hopefully two games in the Big 12 tournament. Hopefully two wins. We'll definitely have two games. Hopefully it's two wins in the Big 12 tournament coming up on Friday's tailgate. And we'll really be ready to go all in on the Super Regional. We'll try to hunt down JT Gasso, see if he'll swing by again for our Friday show. Until then, everyone have a great week. Stay weather aware. And until Friday's tailgate, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.